Hey guys, this is Watch Rotation episode six. Uh, my name is Merrick. I'm Joe. Hey, hey, hey. So we actually just recorded a full episode. And at the end of our recording, I noticed something really strange about the watch we were talking about. Um, it wasn't anything about a particular watch, but something that uh, uh, just the difference I noticed between the photos that I've seen from press releases and the photos of actual watches either on Instagram or posted online. Yeah, so the, um, the, the watch that we're talking about here is the um, Zenith Defy uh, classic, classic skeleton ceramic. Yeah, pretty long name. So but the one that comes it. in uh, blue, white, and black, and uh, it's like the skeleton dial. Yeah. Yeah, so we're essentially just saying how, you know, this is a pretty great watch as far as many things go, um, you know, between the design and the materials and, you know, you have an in-house movement and the price isn't too bad either. Um, and after we finished recording the episode, um, I noticed that uh, I was actually looking at David SW's uh, listing for this watch and the case finishing looked quite different to what I saw on either uh, like monochromewatches.com or Hodinkee's website. Um, if you look at the press photos of this watch that were initially released, it looks like the whole case has alternating finishes. Um, the tops of the lugs are brushed and then the edges kind of of the case are all polished. And then again, the flanks of the case are brushed. Mm -hmm. um, similar finishing is applied to the bezel as well. Um, and if you look at the photos from either David SW of the, of the watch he sold or any of the other photos of people who actually own these, it looks like the bezel is the same, but the entirety of the case looks like it's either kind of unfinished or some sort of bead blasted, uh, which I guess, I don't know if that makes sense with ceramic, but the finishing is not quite as intricate as these, uh, you know, initial photos would make you to believe uh, these, these uh, press photos. What do you think about this, Joe? Since you just legit bought this watch. Yeah. So I just bought this watch uh, like right before we recorded this episode. Cause I thought it was pretty cool. Um, and I, I've been, been looking at it for a little while now and I didn't, I didn't, uh, didn't even notice this. Um, and yeah, I, I thought it was, I, we slightly noticed this when we looked at a picture of the blue one and we thought that it was maybe just, you know, an issue with like the blue being looking cheap in certain lighting. But uh, yeah, then we realized that it's kind of applies to all of the colors. Uh, so yeah, I mean, if you look at the one that is properly finished, it is like worlds better than the one that is actually shipped. So, I mean, as someone who bought this watch and was looking at the press photos, I'm, I'm How do you kind, feel? Of, kind of disappointed that, uh, I'm kind of disappointed that, I mean, I, I know I'm going to get the one that is bead blasted and I still think even with the bead blasted finish that the watch is like potentially not, not the, um, you know, the stuff we said, a lot of it still applies. Like it's still a good value. Um, you know, if you look at what else exists out there, but it's, I don't think that it's a good business practice to show product a and ship product B if you know what I mean. Yeah. And, and, you know, I think this especially becomes a problem where if you go to Zenith's website right now, um, there's like no photos of this watch. I mean, there are, it's like, you have the rendering, which is, um, you know, just kind of like the, the small photo 
and that actually might look like it is bead blasted, like it's not properly finished. Mm -hmm. But then you scroll down and there's a bunch of like high quality photos of the watch showing the, you know, alternating finishes, like the kind of like higher level finishing that was present on the press watches. So, you know, I feel like, you know, you're, and then again, a lot of people rely on these editorials for proper photography because websites simply do not include proper photos of their watches that they're selling. It's like yeah. one picture and it looks like shit. So when I was judging this watch and looking for it, looking at it, um, it was between monochrome and like Hodinkee and a couple other places that really, you know, had them for review. And all these photos look totally different from the watches I've seen uh, that were owned by actual customers. Yeah, I mean, the, the pictures of the, the properly finished ones remind me of the, the full ceramic Royal Oak that came out. I mean, it, it's just, it looks like a really well executed job, like really nice brushing. And uh, the bezel has, um, wasn't, um, they're the bezel is finished the same on every single model I've seen. So it has the high quality finishing on the bezel. So if you want to know what I'm talking about, just look at the bezel of any of them. And it's, it's very high quality. The brushing is really nice. Um, so imagine yeah. that just on the rest of the case. That, that's the part that, um, you know, is, is lacking. Yeah. And, and the funny thing is, you know, we've seen someone comment. Uh, I think it was on YouTube you mentioned, right? Someone yeah. Someone said... Yeah. Do you, do you recall exactly what it was? He was like, oh, yeah, um, I've seen so many photos of these and they look cheap, but I guess it's just, um, you know, bad lighting or something. They look so much better in person. And believe it or not, the video that the person commented on um, and, and when they were commenting like in person, I'm assuming they, they were definitely talking about the video because it was a video of like, a you know, a live person handling the watches. Um, you know sure enough in the video they're the properly finished cases yeah uh, and they were clearly like and they were like worlds better yeah and, and you know they're, they're clearly uh, uh a press variant of, of the watch because you know the, the guy had all three and he was just fondling them so yeah it's um, no one no one bought all three colors yeah. of this watch can I'm i sure. can i just uh quote something on monochromewatches.com yeah yeah go for it yeah so they wrote the surface of the bezel and case are satin brushed while the sides are polished in effect that emphasizes the geometry and adds dimension to the watch. So that whole statement other than the bezel becomes completely untrue. Yeah. And I found, uh, what was that other one I found um, that it completely articulated that some watches look cheap when they're um, either overly polished or with not enough polishing. And he mentioned that this one blends the perfect amount of, of uh, both worlds. I'm just paraphrasing here, but um, his was a um, properly finished case. So he was basically a major section of the review was talking about components of the watch that are not the same when you actually go and buy it yourself. Yeah. So even, I don't know yeah, this like specification on, on again, monochrome watches, satin brushed and polished surfaces. Like, uh yeah, yeah nothing nothing says bead blasted and and that's what the finishing is I or mean, like it's, it's either raw or like unfinished or bead blasted yeah. or something honestly like that. it kind of looks just like raw ceramic to me that was just straight out of the the uh uh the mold it just came out of the mold and we're like all right we're down here nah. 
Yeah, it has a has an odd texture to it. It doesn't even look like as smooth as like some of the other like IWC. Their ceramic is always like a bead blasted type of finish, and but it's very smooth. And the ceramic on the Zenith doesn't really look as yeah as nice. Like it doesn't look as like it was intended to be that way. Yeah, and and let let it, let me clarify um, which exact model we're talking about, just so that there's no confusion, because we're not quite sure about the chronograph variant. That one may actually be finished properly um, as a as a customer product, uh, but the one we're talking about is the Defy Classic 41 millimeter black ceramic uh, four nine dot uh, nine thousand dot six seventy forward slash seventy seven dot r seven eight two that was fast yeah and and, and dude <laughs> seriously like I look at the rendering of the photo it looks like it could be like either it looks like it's probably just yeah so for someone that wants to see what we're talking about uh in in like very clearly even based on renderings, if you go to the Zenith website, they have the Swiss Beats edition version um, of the this watch. So it has a black ceramic case um, identical to the, well, in theory, identical to the, the full black version. But the Swiss Beats version is finished completely differently, even in the rendering, than the all black version. If you look at the lugs specifically on this watch, you'll see the Swiss Beats version is, is fully brushed in the renderings and the black version is not mm -hmm. uh, yeah so I, I think we're gonna we're gonna put this at the beginning of the of the episode just so people know um yeah because i i think think by this point by this uh when the episode airs we will have already uh probably posted this on instagram and you know we're trying to get some feedback from zenith uh you know what what the heck is going on it's possible that this was a change based on based on like production um, yeah based the cost on making or the whatever watch cheaper but, to make yeah yeah that, i mean that's most likely what happened but <laughs> yeah. i mean you should there's you know definitely a way to go about doing this and i'm not sure if i don't think you can accuse someone yeah. of doing things on purpose maybe they didn't do it on purpose um you know what i mean maybe they just decided to cut costs but it seems like a little bit of a of a shady move to not, uh, you know, to let that content exist out there on the internet. And like the watch has hasn't been out for long, you know, it's not like this is a three year production run and then they decided to just switch, you know, switch a part of the proce process midway. You know, the watch, these articles are from like a few months ago and all of the watches that we're seeing from customer photos are also a few months old. So, I mean, these are like initial shipments. I think it's also really deceitful that like, you get to the page where this watch is presented on their site and you scroll down and there's like some more photos that look fairly stunning. And all of those are, they definitely have, you know, brushed tops of the logs and the, and the edges of the case are polished. It's, it's exactly what the watch is not like. Yeah. So on their own website, the fact, I mean, if they were consistent and they had a full, um, you know, full bead blasted case on their website, that's even like slightly more forgivable. But the fact that they mix photos from, you know, like of a watch that is not what you're going to get, that that is is very uh, deceitful, like you said. Yeah, so I yeah. guess that's it. I, I guess we're going to now continue with uh, the, the episode that we recorded. My dog is pissed about this also. <laughs> yeah, man. 
Um, yeah, so I guess we're just going to continue with the episode um, and, you know, talking about the watch. So I guess aside from this one thing, we actually really enjoyed, you know, talking about this watch and we both quite like it. I mean, Joe liked it enough that he bought it. So um, I guess it's just unfortunate that we happened to notice this after. Yeah, I mean, on your money, I think I'm... I definitely I think be fine. recognize that as much it is much nicer with the properly finished case, like way, way, way nicer. But I mean, all the components, I think that, um, you know, I did like about this watch. Like basically when we recorded the episode, as you'll listen, none of it um, really mentioned the, uh, the case finishing as like a mm-hmm. reason why I like the watch. Um, so... You know, that, that's a good thing. All, all of the other elements of in-house movement and, you know, ceramic case at being uh, like a pretty good value watch for, for its price point. Um, you know, that still is there, but it's just, um, you know, when you see stuff like this happening, you, you have to, you have to uh, question what the company is doing. So, yeah. And I mean, if you just look at some of the real photos, uh, the bezel finishing is stunning. Oh yeah, it's brushing fantastic. is really nice and coarse. The the edges are polished. It gives the ceramic a really nice kind of like deep black color. Mm-hmm. Whereas the case just kind of looks like it's made of like rubber or plastic or yeah, it um, looks. Hopefully, maybe in person it will look a little bit better. Um, but, I don't think so. Um, yeah, I guess it is what it is, man. Let's see. Uh, let's let's see if we get a response. You know. Yeah, I'm not sure about that, but uh, we'll see. We'll, we'll keep we'll keep uh, the channel up to date. So. All right, man. Uh, I guess we're gonna roll with the rest of the episode. Yeah, All right. this is Enjoy. it. <laughs> yeah, man. Hello, welcome to Watch Rotation, episode six. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Joe. I'm Merrick. What are we talking about today? Uh, what oh, are man. you eating? Also. Oh, I'm just I'm just drinking some tea, man. Uh, it's it's uh you know that cold and flu season, so I'm trying to stay warm. But uh, you just gotta watch that. Uh, it's pretty pretty freaking crazy, dude. Uh, and I never think any one of my friends would ever get one of these. Yeah, I it has some beaver influence <laughs> in it. Yeah, beaver. Um, I don't cool think that's beaver, how you say dude. it. I don't think that's how you say it. It's beaver. Oh, okay. No, I don't. I don't know. Actually, yeah, I think it's. I think it's Beaver. I don't know. Yeah. So, um, do you want to tell them what the watch is? Yeah. So it's one of the new Zenith Defy, uh, time only, skeleton dial, uh, ceramic in ceramic case on a rubber strap. Yeah, all about the in rubber. black. In black. Tell us why you like rubber first because you are a huge rubber guy like every watch i ever talked to you about you're like yeah man i want it on rubber yeah so i haven't i haven't been like so much all about the rubber in um like the past couple like past year i'd say um but in the past i was all about rubber on every single watch wherever anytime it came on rubber i would have to like i would have to get any watch that would just come on rubber straps and the reason is it's waterproof and you can wear it every day forever and it will look new always. 
Yeah, for the most part, I think. I mean, they still kind of get scrapes and cuts in them if you're not super careful. I mean, I've seen older rubber straps that kind of don't look great anymore. But yeah, no, they last way longer than like a, a leather strap for sure. I think um, so some of like the Breitling straps, um, I'm not sure if those are like a more natural rubber. I think they get creased over time. But um, mm. I think maybe some of the more like synthetic straps probably do last a little bit longer. Because I, I yeah. mean, I've had I've had rubber straps. I mean, you you can, I think like the Planet Ocean rubber strap. I mean, th- those like crack over time, but they pretty much look new forever. The the one that's like the James Bond uh, really thick rubber one. Yeah, yeah, that's probably true. Um, there's also you know different types of rubber, and I'm sure the the composition is a little different to each one of them. Uh, there's Omega- different levels of hardness and stuff. Yeah, Omega rubbers are are my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, I mean, there's like rubber and there's also silicone straps, right? I mean, they differ. Um, yeah, and yeah. I think the rubber ones, like like natural rubber ones, are um, quite a bit more durable than silicone straps. The silicone ones are the ones that are like really soft, but also really like loose, right? Like yeah. Really flimsy. Yeah, yeah exactly. They, they like kind of feel good, but at the same time, they're a little bit too, too loose. Yeah, I, I don't, I'm not a huge fan of those. The ones that I'm talking about are a little bit more... Um, a little bit stiffer so do you know how the strap is on this zenith i read one person said it's very soft and that is all i know about it it's very soft <laughs> so i'm about to give our viewers the reference number for this specific watch let me just find the right color oh you can also get like a uh rubber strap that has like a gator inlay for one of these mm-hmm. which would be kind of I think that would look kind of cool. Is that one of the titanium models? Yeah, it or, is. It's not, okay, not the ceramic one. Yeah, so as a bit of a background, maybe some people don't know about this watch. I'm not really sure when it came out, but I, a lot of the, the major um, places out there that, that write about watches wrote about it earlier, uh, like around the middle of this year, 2019. I, I saw some, some documentation that uh, indicated that maybe they came out at SIHH 2019. Not sure if that's true. Uh, at least like for maybe for, I think that all the colors came out at the same time. So. Um, yeah. I'm not quite sure when these came out. I just remember a huge promotional thing with uh, Swiss beats. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I, and I really roasted Zenith and Swiss beats for, for doing that collab because the watch was like orange. And was that this watch? It, yeah, it was, oh, I think shit. either. Yeah. It was like this or kind of a chronograph version, the one that has two escapements, which, you know, technologically, the watches are great. I just, I was just, I just thought the collaboration was so stupid. Uh, so he actually messaged me on Instagram. Uh, I'm not sure if it was him or like his, you know, uh, whoever, whoever. I'm sure it was uh, him. He probably doesn't have anyone that runs his Instagram. It was. I'm well, sure considering him. how much of a broken English it was written in, I don't think it would have been done by anyone who's, you know, like a professional. It probably was him. <laughs> um and i just like kind of roasted him and he saw it and never replied so but he um, he was messaging you directly in on instagram right like you you did have dialogue yes. back and forth yes that's yeah that's pretty awesome um and i mean he also replied to my comments on the zenith uh page on the zenith post uh where he was featured so um yeah i mean i don't i don't, I don't even know who he was before this. <laughs> I don't I still don't know who he I is. I still don't know who he is. He's <laughs> just he's just not very important to me. Uh so it's not like um 
I consider this like a great honor. Oh, Swiss Beats talked to me. You know, um, instead of writing Swiss Made on the watch, they sh- they should have written uh, Swiss Made or Swiss Beats. I don't, know. I don't know about that. Swiss Made. Yeah, that would have been cool. <laughs> All right, so I I, I want to mention that watch also. So I think we should probably give some useful information to our our four listeners. So, um, yeah, so I have to go go with the okay. T- tell tell us the reference. So it's the Zenith Defy Classic, um, black ceramic, forty-one millimeter case. Uh, reference. That's kind of long. Four nine point nine thousand point six seventy forward slash seventy-seven point R seven eight two. Yeah, I don't think you need anything after the slash. I'm pretty sure up until the slash, they're they're unique. Um, I, I think it's yeah. the color after the slash it's the color and strap combo so like you can get the white ceramic uh, or blue ceramic and that changes the last uh, kind of reference part okay did, did you check are you on the site because I'm pretty sure the, the front part is oh you're also. right yeah you're right it's the 9000 that changes it goes 9, yeah it's 000, like 9002 9, or something yeah, yeah. okay cool. so this watch comes in black ceramic it comes in white ceramic uh, and each of them have a matching color rubber strap. Uh, and it comes in blue ceramic. And there's also a whole bunch of them there, uh, um, that are made out of titanium. Uh, some of them on a full titanium bracelet, some of them on rubber. And then there's like a million different variations of this watch. And I think they unfortunately made a Range Rover edition. So they, they did like whore it out a little bit. It's like a, the dial structure, like the skeletonization was designed to look like uh, Range Rover wheel. You mean on all of them or just that one specifically? Oh, just the Range Rover one. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, that'd be weird if it was on all of them, right? Well, I don't know because I, I did see a, a <laughs> Nissan Murano like earlier today and I was like, shit, that looks exactly like the dial on the Zenith, the, the wheel. <laughs> <laughs> was it the Murano convertible? It's like those, the Maxima, if you know like the Maxima from like 2012, the, the SV trim came on these like crazy wheels that were like very angular. And it looks exactly the same as that. You, you can Google it on your own time. Uh, yeah, so the Swiss Beats one, Swiss Beats, um, that version is black ceramic case with an orange rubber strap. And there's like an orange ring, uh, like chapter ring or whatever, um, like in, you know, at, inside the watch. Yeah. That's limited to 50 pieces, which... I, I only saw one for sale. I haven't been able to find one for sale because I was kind of interested in that watch because I do like the orange color. It was probably Swiss Beats selling the one he got from uh, <laughs> Beaver. <laughs> there was yeah, there was a guy on like the Rolex forums, and he originally posted it for MSRP, and then like months later, he couldn't sell it. Um, so, and then he like dropped off the face of the earth. So I'm I'm not sure if it's still for sale or if, like if I don't know what happened. Interesting. Do you want me to message Swiss Beats for you and see if you want yeah, to Yeah, no, I, I actually do. So we can we can see if he replies. Um, do, I'll be do, like, do that. Do that later. We'll, we'll. I may need to apologize to him if we're gonna get a watch. Uh, you know, for him to sell us one. Yeah, it's fine. Just, just pretend that he forgot. Um. So. So yeah, what do you what do you personally think about this watch? And then I'll, I'll tell you what I think about this watch. So. Initially, I really hated this whole move of Zenith going into what I think looks like a Hublot, essentially. Mm-hmm. 
um, because, you know, the design kind of influence is really apparent between these new Zenith Defies and Hublos. And, you know, the connection is also very clear between, you know, Hublo being led by, uh, you know, Beaver <laughs> and uh, then him running uh, Zenith for a little bit. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that it's trying to be like just a like Genta-esque style watch. Anyway, just just yeah. like trying to be like an AP or or something like Royal Oak or yeah, it's trying to be a contender in in that sort of category. Maybe not in like, I mean, the price is obviously significantly less. Uh, the retail yeah. seventy seventy five hundred, but um, in design, that that's what they're going for, right? You would agree. Yeah, no, I, I, I totally agree. I, I don't think it's overall a horrible product. Um, just looking That's at it, you know, start. no, I mean, for the price of it, um, and, and, you know, it's like, you, you, I'm sure you can get some sort of discounts on them if, if you buy from dealers. Um, it has, you know, one of their elite in-house movements, which, you know, they're, they're pretty solid. There's nothing wrong with them. And they, it's been skeletonized too. Yeah, it's Actually, a time only, like a pretty, I think it's a pretty straightforward movement. So I, I don't really foresee any any uh, no there's no with that yeah there's nothing that can really go wrong with that and then yeah. you know it was skeletonized which is fairly cool um it, it looks like it was done in a fairly intricate way not mm -hmm. you know just kind of like oh i'm just gonna cut out a hole here and there it looks like it was fairly like hollowed out um and then you know you're also getting a ceramic case which is not a you know not a cheap thing to manufacture and finish um and then you know you also have like a, a skeletonized dial um which is another thing you know to to kind of hard to make overall yeah, yeah. um pretty cool watch and you know they made it in 41 millimeters which um isn't huge like for this type of watch i feel like especially in this black ceramic that's i don't think that's going to wear massive yeah and i think i think um so like we were just talking about this the other day <clears throat> people say that like an all black watch wear smaller than than a steel watch and i think that probably will apply also to the I'm not sure about a white watch. I've never had a white watch, like a white, even a, a normal watch on a white band, let alone a full white watch. So I'm not really mm -hmm. sure how that one will wear, but I would say for at least the, the blue one and the black one, they're probably going to wear a little on the smaller side because um, probably because like the whole case and band is like one integrated color, like the same color. And uh, it's like one integrated design. So it's, mm -hmm. it's probably going to wear a little on the smaller side if I had to guess. I would imagine so. Yeah. Um, and hopefully, you know, with with the strap, you can get like a nice fit with it, um, and it's gonna kind of hug the wrist. Yeah, um, I mean, rubber, rubbery. You're you're always gonna get a good fit. I have a question about this watch. Sure. I, if I, Does it have? I'm not loom? sure if I can answer it. <laughs> yeah. So that's one of the things that I really like about this watch in general. So if you get the white, so whatever color you get, they have super luminova of that color, um, and it it is functional, so it glows. So the black one has black loom plots and they glow. The blue one has blue loom plots and they, gr they glow. And then the white one has white, which white is common. Um, it's yeah. blue and, and black are uncommon. I don't think I've ever seen a watch with black loom, loom material. Um, Nomos Ahoy Atlantic, not uh, on the hands, yeah. but on the dial. Yeah, and I know what you're talking it about. It didn't glow too brightly, but then at the same time, like if you want to make something out of black Luminova, then it might be hard. Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure how that, I'm not sure how that works, but uh, <laughs> it, you know, it looks cool. So that's a nice little piece of like attention to detail, which is kind of cool, because they could have just put white loom on everything. Yeah, it, 
the sir, the I, titanium one does if you if you get the titanium one it does have the i think like a whitish loom it's a lighter one i kind of wish that the chronograph variant with the double escapements that can measure up to you know one one hundredth of a second was that's called for the it, it's like uh, the, El Primero, El Primero 21, 21 yeah. yeah. I wish that watch was also 41 millimeters yes. um, as opposed to 40, was it 44 or 43? I don't know, but it, it looks really large. And honestly, I haven't even really considered that watch much because I, I don't know, that that is, uh, the movement is pretty cool, honestly, with the uh, the one one hundred second uh, timing, but mm -hmm. it, it just, it looked kind of big and it looked like the more predictable watch from like you know one of these types of hublot types of brands you know mm -hmm. yeah i mean it's it's 44 so it's huge it, it's um, like the more i don't know it seems predictable that watch but what doesn't seem predictable is like how crazy of a value and how like um i, I think that they they didn't it, it's like a little bit overboard with like the the skeleton dial and all that stuff but they, i don't think they went too far it it's still um it's hard to say it's it's like simple because if you look at it, it doesn't look simple by any means but uh if you get what i'm saying it's it's i think they went with like a pretty good formula they didn't add anything that's like unnecessary they they just stuck yeah. with uh, you know i mean something I still they think, think that would work you can get a solid dial if you want to with with this watch i think blue dial is what i'm seeing here um yeah they so have a titanium on blue and then you can get that with like a blue uh like a rubber strap or you can get like an alligator whatever alligator strap or something dude hold on i have an idea for you you should Let's get see, the yeah. orange swiss beats strap for yours and then it'll be like the same almost <laughs> <laughs> um you know what I, I feel like zenith actually did a better job with this design than longa did with the uh, odysseus sports garbage I'm not and even everyone sure. is can you, can you send me that uh yeah one second um you haven't seen the new like longest sports watch no where have you been dude uh, dude i'm the least informed person that's ever been on a podcast <laughs> that's probably true <laughs> anyway um it's just complete garbage um well not complete garbage let me talk about it just for one second after i send you like a photo i guess all right. From Fratello watches. The bracelet integration on this watch. Uh, I'm just gonna text it to you, dude. You have you have like under two seconds. All right, done. Uh, the bracelet integration on this Lange is like the Ooh. worst thing I've ever seen. You know what this looks like? This dude, this looks like an Oris F1. This is yes, a for, this does. is an Oris F1. Holy shit! It's where the bracelet like flares out after like it leaves the lug area. Dude, the Oris F1 horrible. has articulating lugs. This doesn't even have articulating lugs. Oris is better. It, it does not. And I've seen it on smaller wrists too. And that very first link after the end link bends down like so far. Like yeah. the angle is uh, kind of sharp between the end link and the first link. And it just looks horrible. Is this the first uh, Langa on a bracelet? No, it's not. They've had some watches on obviously precious metal bracelets in the past that were yeah, not really yeah. sports watches. And they're... It's kind of hard to find them because they're, they were kind of rare. I think the bracelet is kind of like a special order for for a lot yeah. of watches from Lange, but it's their first like mass produced, I guess, kind of um, sports watch in stainless steel. 
They which, went with the uh, the IWC style bracelet links, which are kind of cool, where you can just there's like a pusher on the back to to release the links for resizing. You don't need a tool. Yeah, but that's like, pretty cool. This watch is in the price range of almost thirty, I believe. Yeah, I mean it's it's not a great design in my opinion. No, and not at all. I mean, probably most people's opinion. I'm sure the quality and the finishing is sure. there. Uh, dial looks really great. I think. Um, I'm mm-hmm. not quite sure about the day date situation i like I, it I don't, it's fine it's not like i don't love it and then the movement obviously is longest so it's going to be very well finished very well kind of you know architecture is going to be very pleasant uh but overall it just seems like a dud and people are like oh you have to hold it to like like to like really be able to tell i'm like no i can see it looks like shit yeah i mean Look i don't think there's bracelet. <laughs> i don't think there's any doubt that it's going to be like a, you know a well-made quality watch I, you know i think that's not up for debate. It's and just, they said it it's took just them a not years. a great design. It took, they said it took them 10 years to make this shit. Do they make this watch on a strap? Uh, not as of right now, but dude, that watch, this watch on the rubber strap would actually be kind of great. Yeah. I so think, I think if they got rid of the bracelet and, and went with some sort of like sporty strap op- option, like you're saying, and that would be kind of cool. Some blue rubber dude. Yeah. I've like seen... a, a quality, like the quality matching, like the Aquanaut, like th- that type of sick rubber strap like that. And dude, why don't we just work for longer? Seriously. Um, I don't know if they'll do that, but that would be a very good move on their part because this bracelet is absolutely horrendous. The watch <laughs> itself, no problem. I've seen, a, I've seen a rendering of this watch on a strap and someone just did it on Instagram. It looked mm-hmm. like way better. It looked way better. Yeah, if it doesn't so, flare out like that so much, like the bracelet does, be- because the actual end link is much, much narrower than the first link after it, um, yeah. if that makes sense. Yeah, so uh, the bracelet like flares out to give you an integrated look, and it- it's it's not great. It's not, yeah, it's not Just look favorite. at the lines it forms. It's like, just not pleasant to look at. Yeah. All right, so when, now we've we've spent like three minutes on this. Yeah, it's a waste of time. Right. This watch. Um, <laughs> so yeah, going back to the to the zenith. So uh, there's a couple of things, um, a couple of things that aren't my favorite. Uh, what are those? The, so the clasp, and I'm not sure. There, there may be like for durability purposes, maybe this makes sense. But uh, the clasp is fully made out of titanium, and the the actual like part of the buckle that you will see when the clasp is closed. So just like, you know, the, the end of it, if you like flip your wrist over the bottom mm-hmm. part with the, the mm-hmm. star logo on it, um, it looks like it's ceramic, but actually it's a uh, DLC uh, coated titanium, Ooh. which is maybe it's done for just for durability purposes, but I kind of wish that it was ceramic. Mm. So yes. I've seen a lot of manufacturers do similar things, except they actually use that, like the part that you see is ceramic, but then the kind of deploying part, the butterfly is made out of a metal so that it's not, you know, so fragile that you can crack it and kind of have the watch fall off your wrist. Yeah. Um, so it looks ceramic, but when I, I've read a bunch of documentation and nothing says that there's any ceramic used on the clasp, it says titanium DLC. Yeah. Coated. So that's what it says. Yeah, titanium double folding class with black DLC coating. That, that's so, kind of a little bit of a disappointment to me. Um, I'll have to see how it feels. Maybe, maybe it won't be too bad, but it's a little bit of a disappointment. You know what's a disappointment to me? <laughs> what? The fact that on their website, you cannot even see what the class looks like. Oh, yeah, the pictures. What a load of shit. Um, let's see here. 
Like I have to like Google it from you know like external sources. I I, I found a picture. I'll I'll send it to you. Um, yeah. So that's one thing. Um, and what what was the other thing? Um, let's see. I do I do think that it's kind of cool that. Um, so parts of the. Um, the escapement are like well they're made from uh, silicon and mm -hmm. they're like purple which is kind of cool i don't know if that um because like the rolex um uh silicon hair springs they're um like blue right so i don't think it's the hairspring that is blue in this watch or like or made of silicone maybe it is i don't know it's no, no it's, the, it's like, the escape, uh, escape wheel itself, and right? the lever yeah yeah, yeah. yeah so yeah. Uh, i'm just i'm just like the pellet fork yeah. yeah, I'm just trying to, um, I'm not really sure what color, if they're, if they have like flexibility, I'm assuming they have flexibility in what color that it can be. Um, sure. I, I, like Possibly. from a material standpoint, I'm not really sure. So um, some of the Grand Seiko high beats, or maybe perhaps all of them also have similar stuff going on. Yeah, yeah. So I guess the, the point I was making, because like, um, yeah, and like the the Rolex hair springs or whatever, they're blue, so I'm not really sure if um yeah, if they chose blue or if that's just the color that they are. I have no clue. Um I think likewise I think the, with this being purple. It it matches the color of like the, the jewels pretty much, which is I think is really cool. It's a nice little uh, touch of color on a completely blacked out watch, so mm -hmm. it, it draws a little bit of attention to the moving parts, which I think is cool. Yeah, that looks pretty nice. I'm trying and, to find a uh, like a zoomed in yeah, shot yeah. of the movement. And a lot of the um, a lot of the the parts on the inside are uh, ruthenium plated. Which the only reason why I know what that is is because I, I had a fountain pen that had a ruthenium plated uh, nib once, and mm -hmm. it's. I mean, you you um you know what that is, I'm sure. I mean, it gives it kind of like a gunmetal finish, right? Yeah, yeah. It's like a very dark stealth look, basically. Mm -hmm. I think. I think one of my Parkers has, it's a gold nib, it's an 18 karat gold nib, but then it's plated like black. It's kind of funny. Yeah. Uh, all right. I'm looking at this watch. Let's see. And the finishing looks really fine too. On what it's part? Just like, the movement? Uh, I'm looking at the case for now. Uh, the movement and finishing is just kind of industrial. It doesn't look like anything super crazy, but for mm -hmm. this level of watch, um, I don't think it's too bad. Is this offered on a full ceramic bracelet at all? No, no. I honestly, I'm I'm not too concerned about that. To be honest, um, I'm not sure if a bracelet with individual links would be able to match the rest of the design of the watch. Like I, I think the rubber strap that it's on is is kind of perfect for it. Have you seen the bracelet on the titanium version? It actually looks pretty good. Oh yeah, actually. I it have. actually reminds me of, this is kind of funny. It reminds me of the Pelton Perseus bracelet. And I'm not sure who, I'm not sure who designed first, but uh, I mean, it's kind of like faceted design. So that's why it's uh, similar. Yeah, Let's it looked see. kind of good. And way better uh, end link integration than the Lange, which is. Oh yeah. I mean, the Pelton <laughs> Perseus is pretty much like a Royal Oak copy also. Yeah, it's it's it's. I think it's you know slightly inspired by it. Um, I've actually <laughs> seen one. <laughs> okay, okay. I mean, it's a, exactly it's exactly a copy of it. I mean, it's it's well made. I'll, I'll tell you that. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah.
Yeah. Um, I'm biased. It's well. Yeah. Done. No. So if they did the full bracelet with the same uh, type of machining um, and the contrast of like brushed to polished surfaces as the the full uh, titanium one, that would actually be kind of cool. I mean, it's pretty much looking like the full ceramic royal oak that came out not too long ago, right? Yeah, man. I'm still thinking about that DLC buckle, man. You're going to have to be careful. I don't know. D DLC is not as bad as just like a regular cheaper PVD coating, right? Or is it? Is it, it? I'm not, I'm not sure. It's not, but it's still a coating. Yeah. Yeah. So like if you scrape it hard enough, it, it will show the base metal. I mean, I rarely ever scrape the clasps on my watch. I'm, I'm pretty careful in that regard, but um, yeah, I mean, it's just a clasp, I guess. I, I'm, it's probably expensive. It's probably like 650 bucks if I had to guess. It's like you wanted this like indestructible watch, right? Yeah. So the thing I like about the ceramic oh, is that dude, you can wear it for like, you know, 10 years and it's going to look new in theory, right? That's true. And this um, watch, I mean, it needs to look new all the time. Like that's, that's, it's a very like modern type of design, right? It's not, if this watch looked vintage, I think it would be, it would be horrible. So I'll tell you something. I was just looking at the white one, the specs for the white ceramic one. Yeah. And that one says titanium double folding class with white ceramic. Ah, oh, what the shit? And let me go to the blue one. And I'm, I bet because they cannot DLC coat these colors. Uh, yeah, but is, is DLC uh, better then? Because um, why would they not just make it black ceramic? You know, why would they not just make it the same across the whole line? Because Beaver needs to make some money, man. The, so, the guy likes to, <laughs> the guy likes paddocks and stuff. Have you seen his collection? He's like designing these like humongous, like sporty watches. And then he, his collection is like 34 millimeter, like vintage paddock <laughs> chronograph. <laughs> like, I don't get it. <laughs> Uh, yeah, you're right. You're right. Um, uh, maybe that's, that's going to piss me off, man. Well, uh, maybe it's just a typo then. No, I don't. I, they look ceramic. I mean, I don't know if they could DLC coat white. I've never seen white DLC, but I'm I also not like, that, no. yeah, I'm not the type of person that would know. So we should ask Swiss beats. Uh, oh, he'll definitely know. I just wouldn't understand what he says back to I, me. I think he's a material scientist. Um, yeah, so. Yeah. So, I don't know. I think this is an incredibly, incredibly good value for the price point. I, If you look around, they're pretty much like five grand, like mm -hmm. maybe 56, 52, depending on where you're looking. And Is that not uh, new or pre-owned? A new, new uh, like I guess gray market. You know, if you just Google, you see prices. They're roughly yeah, like fifty six. Yeah. The standard drop from MSRP, um, and I don't know. I think it's a very, I think it's a very good value at that price point. I mean, it it definitely has the feel of a Genta watch, and I mean, you're getting. So if it was just in steel, I think. It would for like roughly five grand. I mean, I, I feel I would expect it to cost that much, but then to be in ceramic, then to have the skeletonized movement and dial, then to have, you know, just a pretty pretty decent design overall, and be in that price point still. I think that's the part that sets it over the edge for me. Yeah, it's certainly uh, a, a different perspective on value than I normally have, but I I 
surprisingly, I agree with you. Um, it's, it's like, uh, it's not some, it's like, what else can you get for the, for that money? I guess is the way you need to think about it. Uh, I mean, I can think of like one other watch that I mentioned to you and you said you prefer this one. So it what, was the, what was that? Uh, the Gerard Perigo uh, Laureato in the ceramic. Yeah. I love those watches in steel. Uh, the ceramic one to me looked a little, um, it didn't look as premium as the steel ones. Well, you know? you know, we were looking at it. Um, we were both looking at it. And remember, you were like, oh, man, this is so sick. And then I pointed out a thing to you. Oh, and after, yeah. After, and after that, you were like, oh, dude, I can't, I can't. I wouldn't be able to own this watch anymore. Yeah, um, I forgot about that. What, what was... Um, so what it was, was the uh, thing you pointed out? So the hands on it are like just silver. They're, they're not like coated with any sort of like black material. So, you know, legibility is, uh, you know, pretty good. Yeah, they're, they're polished, the, polished. Right? They're, they're, they're polished, um, and then they have, you know, loom fill, um, and they're silver, uh, or like, you know, silver in color. They're probably steel or something. Uh, but then the markers are, like, blackened. They're, they're like, dark. Uh, look like they're, like, you know, uh, DLC-coated. And then they also have loom plots. Uh, so yeah. it's sort of, like, this this hesence of, of design. Um, come on, come on, guys. Come on, what are we doing? Uh, I mean, making the here? hands making the hands black would have made it look like that stupid Omega, like that blackout one where you cannot read it. It just looks stupid. <laughs> I, don't um, I don't know. I don't know. And then I, I think they sh should have just made the markers also a silver tone. I think that would have been totally fine. Yeah, I, I would. I'm not sure. Like you said, I'm, I'm not sure if the all black would would really make sense for like legibility. Um, I certainly would like to see it before um, I'm trying to visualize it, but it's, it's hard to say, but I think, yeah, you need to use the same, um, the same type of metal for the hands and the indices, I would say. Yeah. That, that's what the same of, type uh, of finishing at least. Is what I'm yeah. Saying. That's what sort of, um, I, don't, I don't quite like that. And I know that's like for some people that might be like a small thing, but if you, if you just really don't like one thing, it's uh, can be a deal breaker. If that watch was, was uh, 39 millimeters and, I, w I have no problem buying that watch in steel. I, I, I really like the watch. Dude, it's, uh, you know there's the 38 millimeter variant, right? Yeah, I know. I, I need it to be 39. Have you tried it on? No, but... <laughs> How can you say that without trying it on? 38, 38 <clears throat> in, black, in black, I'm referring to. The one, the, the one in black, I think, oh, okay. would be okay, a little, yeah. would be you, a little you, small. You need, to, you need to add that 0.7 of a millimeter? Yeah, I need it to be 38.73 millimeters. <laughs> Yeah, anyway. Um, I mean, so you I have just, to have something to complain about, right? You do. Other, other, I mean, yeah, I don't know. Um, it, it's, it's probably really nice. Um, yeah, honestly, so the don't buy the ceramic one. To me. For, for sure, for me too. And I mean, I've just been really into like skeletonized watches for some reason. I don't, I don't know you why. You have, you've lately. been sending me like skeletonized Hermes and skeletonized Creedors. Yeah, it's not <laughs> the norm this <laughs> it's not normally the type of watch that I go for. And so I, I looked at the um the comments unfortunately on uh, on Hodenkey and uh one of their editors had like commented on the their own post, which I didn't know that they did that, but um they commented that a lot of people they were basically summarizing the general opinion, which was that a lot of people mentioned it's not their typical thing that they go for, but they really like this watch, the Zenith. Interesting. And I, that's I, kind of my position, right? Like I yeah. probably wouldn't buy this watch for, you know, how much it goes for, 
But if I had an opportunity to pick one up on the cheap, just to try it out, especially in ceramic. Yeah. Very high praise for you. Kind of is right. I'm looking at the Range Rover edition. It's actually, uh, I like the blue touches. Like it's, it, it's like not, rotor, uh, it's not ceramic, right? It's not as titanium. I mean, titanium, the, the, the titanium ones are nice, but it's, it just removes and they're cheaper obviously than the ceramic ones, but it just removes another element that they, that makes this watch great. And that's the fact that it's, it's ceramic. Yeah. You know what I also noticed uh, is it's, it's a clearly a, a Hublot influence. The date disc is skeletonized. Yeah. I think that's pretty cool. What do you I've, think? I've never owned a watch with that, but it's like, I feel like it would be a cool cool thing to have for something this with it goes with the design of the watch yeah yeah for sure so for sure the background of the date wheel is like tra uh, is transparent around the entire um disc the entire circumference of the disc except on the current date which is at like the six o'clock position of the watch it has a, mm -hmm. a white background so it looks like a white date window but actually you can see the entire wheel and it's it's like transparent so I guess, you know, what would be a pretty decent competitor for this. I'm, I'm not a decent competitor, but I guess if like you're considering this, some people might also consider this other watch. What? And I think it's complete garbage. Um, <laughs> okay. The, the new Bell and Ross. Oh, uh, no. Um, that like square piece of shit. What is that called? Uh, it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, but it's a Bell. It's a Bell and Ross though. BRO5. So, I tell people to stay away from Bell and Ross watches like, just so so strongly i just tell people dude they're the best thing ever man. hold on BR it's just it's just the brand it just means it just means nothing and their their watches are just i don't know to me they're just uh eh. well it's a it's, it's called it's the br05 skeleton and dude those used to be retail those used to retail for crazy prices there used to be a store in the mall by me that was pushing bell and ross so hard and they were like six thousand dollar watches for their like vintage chronograph or something like that that's crazy and that watch is worth like a thousand dollars realistically on the used market now yeah um yeah i'm looking at the you so could have bought the... a sub at that point for six thousand dollars <laughs> yeah no i i agree with you i mean now they're like seem to you seem to be able to find them for pretty cheaply and they do have some models that are fairly like decent looking i think actually um but you know you have to pay the right price for them i think if you're paying a huge amount of money for something with you know uh, a salita sw200 it's it's not right um, yeah so that, that's what i was going to ask that's that's not in-house right Do no they don't make, so, make any in-house movements i don't so I don't i'm know. looking at the bro5 skeleton by the way yep. it's six thousand four hundred dollars and it looks like an apple watch right um the shape of it or something like that no it's i mean it's like a square it's like that like typical bell and ross square look it up bro5 okay um <laughs> it's it, it to me I think it's looks like, like trying to be like the bracelet looks like a uh, nautilus the case kind of has that like you know genta yeah i just to it. generalize and kind of go genta. for that yeah yeah no but the bracelet really looks like the nautilus bracelet yeah yeah for sure i'm trying to look up the the movement but i'm like Except i know like, the base ones are like probably three times the thickness of a nautilus bracelet yeah and and work <laughs> yeah um i mean the skeleton one looks kind of cool i mean like just quick glance looks kind of like the case shape is horrible in my opinion 
Um, yeah, it's, it's shit. But the skeleton, like the just the circular part of the of the just the dial, essentially the the circle in the middle of the horrible square, it looks kind of cool. Yeah, but it's okay. So it's an SW three hundred. So it's the slightly better Salida movement. Uh, uh, I can tell you that the skeletonization does not look as interesting as on the Zenith. And the retail price of that watch is only one thousand dollars less. But I'm sure these. Bell and Ross's will sell for like thirty dollars. Uh, what would I pay for this watch? Like seventeen hundred bucks, maybe. And honestly, if someone offered me one for seventeen hundred, I probably still wouldn't buy it. But I would—that would be the first number that I would actually start to think about it. Anything more, a penny more, and I wouldn't even consider it. What about the non-skeleton version? I wouldn't. That's like a like four hundred dollars, maybe. No, come on, man. Like I don't like it, man. I don't like it. If the bracelet yeah, no, was good, I, it was twelve hundred. If it was really comfortable and well made, but like just based on design alone, I hate this watch. Ah, so so horrible. Yeah, it's it. This is a flop. I'm trying to see how much it sells for. Uh, it looks like gray market. The solid dial version is like still four grand, dude. Four thousand dollars. Yeah, I would just. You know what yeah, I've bought for $4,000, man? I don't know what you bought. Uh, let me think. What have I paid $4,000? Let me open my spreadsheets and tell you for comparison. And we're talking pre-owned watches, obviously. Um, this will be fun. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, I know how that works. Like, went. I've okay. bought a, a Planet Ocean, uh, the, the newer 39.5 millimeter one. Uh, for uh you know four thousand dollars and that watch was like like new yeah you can't compare you can't compare those two it's like <laughs> yeah i mean i think it's enough said about this so i'm not I'm, i don't think we released that episode where we just like took a shit on zenith as a as a whole but um did we ever do that <laughs> yeah we were talking about el primero <laughs> Yeah, but that was that's like that's a different thing. Um, yeah, so so let I mean we it needs to be touched upon at least a little bit. I I kind of hate everything else that Zenith makes just because everything is El Primero in some sort of way, and they're just shoving it down your throat. Like the fact that the Speedmaster has been on the moon, it just they bring it up every single chance they possibly can get. And I actually saw something before and I'm not sure, I think it was Zenith's website and it made me, it honestly made me pissed off, but it said Zenith defy the new El Primero. And I was like, what the fuck does that mean? <laughs> um, I also do not like the whole like, oh my God, El Primero, like, dude, get over it. It's, <laughs> it's, it's your watch doesn't become good because it has the name on it. You need to make a good product period like I, I know they should focus like they, they really focus on that whole El Primero thing and it is a little bit stale I think at this point yeah um, for sure I owned the 38 millimeter kind of like tricolor classic um, El Primero mm -hmm. which it was actually a very good watch I really like that so but that's like one watch and then they like have like thousands of variations of it yeah they have um, so many watches that are just all just I don't know, chronographs, El Primero. They have a couple of dress watches, which are, eh, they're, they're not that nice in my opinion. And, and I mean, yeah. So I mean, otherwise I pretty much don't like anything that Zenith makes. 
um, this watch just happened to catch my eye and I, I couldn't stop thinking about it. So I'm trying to look at like their current collection. Um, I actually really like their older pilots watches. I, I know you don't, uh, but I, I, I hate were, them. It's the, I like the chronographs, like the El Primero chronographs uh, in the pilot case are pretty cool. But like these new like type 20, like what, what is this, man? I think that that the um, design of their their older chronographs, uh, like the the big date pilot chronographs, that's what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't love the the layout. I think that it's like the the dial design is not that great. I um, see. And um, like the, I don't know. I, I don't think it's. I mean, if you want a pilot's watch, just get an IWC. I guess. Yeah, and then I mean, there's the whole Chronomaster collection, which you know that includes the all the El Primeros, and there's so many variants. I'm just looking at this page, right? So there's 20 versions of just the standard El Primero, and then there's uh, let's see, 23 more of the like open dial one, which is the worst one. You said 20 pages. 23 models. Oh, 23 models. Oh, geez, good. Thank, thank you, thank you for not being 23 pages. Yeah, you know, like the kind of like open heart one yeah that's my least favorite one yeah i hate those i don't know it's just like so it always reminds me of those like kitschy watches that are like oh look i'm automatic here's yeah my, yeah here's my escapement look at it um <laughs> and people always like whenever i this is actually kind of funny whenever i meet people that are like they don't you know and they're not really into watches they're like oh you know like i know someone who has a watch that you can kind of see the movement through the dial and i'm just or like they don't phrase it like that they're just like oh you can see the movement and that's usually when i take off my watch and show them like yeah it's the same thing except you know it's not as kind of like obnoxious and on the dial just you know it's a case back uh kind of display yeah um (laughs) that that i mean that in general does impress a lot of a lot of people that's gonna happen when you wear that zenith dude you're gonna be like all people are gonna be like oh my i'm God. gonna be the king of of people with open heart watches that's exactly what i want you're gonna get it dude so what is that um do you know anything about the inventor um defy inventor the one that has uh it, it has like one. a it has like a crazy um I, i'm not sure like what it does but um it, it's like a super uh high frequency movement and the whole dial like shakes and looks like it's going to give you a seizure it is having a seizure continuously um yeah so it's a it's an 18 hertz movement right um and the whole element that vibrates is one piece of like a silicone escapement um and it foregoes kind of like the classic escapement mechanism for a novel kind of idea I love the concept. I think it's really cool. I just don't want it in a watch that has a frosted bezel and looks like that. Yeah, uh, they do make some that are, uh, do, well, I don't know that actually. Um, that's sort of a question. It's not a frosted do they make, bezel. Like do a, they make yeah. some that are, um, that are just normal? Uh, I think it's just this watch, this one watch for now. Uh, like imagine this movement in something more timid. Yeah, just make it in the ceramic range or just a normal freaking watch. I mean, it's also 44 millimeters because, you know, bigger is better. Well, maybe they haven't been able to make the movement smaller for some reason. Um, Who knows? It's it's a new thing, right? Yeah, but it's also garbage. Like, design it correct from the beginning, not, you know. And this watch is, what, $18,000, which is on the pricey side, but it's not horrible. Um, I actually thought it'd be more. 
Yeah, I don't think I could own this watch. Honestly, with the way that it um the way that it moves, I think it would it would give me a headache. Like realistically, it's if it you can't stare at it for that long. Really? I think it looks really cool. Let me play this video. I don't know. Like, it hurts it hurts my head to look at it. I'm watching it in full screen. I'll let you know when I'm done. Yeah, so the um the ceramic Defy Classic, the one that I, I bought, um it um it has a display back too, and I think mm -hmm. that it's it looks kind of nice. It has uh like the star logo and then yeah. there's like a, a um the it has like a, a weight on half of the star. Can I just say something? Their slogan is like the future of Swiss watchmaking since whatever year, but they're so like holding on to the El Primero thing. Yeah. <laughs> like why? I don't know, man. Honestly, I th this video. This watch seems like it fits in, like it seems like it's a Zenith. Like it seems like it fits in their, their lineup, but it's also different than um, all those, the other crap watches that I hate about the brand you know what i mean mm. like it, it feels like it just makes sense for like the direction the brand is going right yeah i don't know if i really love where it's going i i, I really wish they were kind of implementing a lot of this new technology and something more uh, like wearable for me mm -hmm. um but yeah i know you like kind of different watches more sporty stuff so it's it's a little bit more in line with what you like um, what would you like to see from them because i'm not sure what what i would like to see i would like to have a like a Chronomaster, which kind of looks like the standard El Primero, maybe slightly updated, you know, slightly reshaped case, with one of these crazy dual escapement movements, but in like a you know 38, 39 millimeter size. Okay. Do you think that Zenith is a chronograph brand? Like that's their yes. thing. Yes. Yes, okay. they are. Okay. Also, one of these you know like crazy high frequency escapement movements in something that's a little bit more wearable than forty four millimeter, you know. Mm -hmm. I guess that could uh, be like, you know, that maybe if they just go for uh, like, that's their thing. They just make the best chronographs. Maybe that's, uh, that appeals I'm watching to some people. This, this, this video shows uh, like all the parts of the escapement kind of just being like absorbed by this silicone material. And then, you know, it's like, it gets formed into a watch and then you can see it kind of seizing away. <laughs> it's kind of cool. I, I would, uh, I would like to stare at this. Um, I just want to wear this watch yeah yeah so uh, one other thing that that i wanted to talk about was the value of this watch um in in the coming years because it is new now it is still fairly new right uh we're talking about the ceramic one you got right not this crazy oscillator one yeah the regular black uh we can talk about all the colors because they'll probably probably be pretty close um the light will never sell I don't know. There's a lot of people that like, I mean, that's like a great summer watch for a lot of people. Like so the people that wear white, like super fresh white shoes would love that watch. I would never be friends with someone who owns that watch. I, I mean, I don't, I'm not like that type of guy that wears like, you know, with like jeans, like fresh white shoes. I, I don't, I'm, I don't have a pair of, white I mean, no, it's just like, that. it's just obnoxious to me. Um, but I can I I can see a lot of people wearing that watch seriously. Maybe in like Miami. 
Yeah, yeah, that's that's exactly what it's for. It's it's like a summer, um, you know, like beachy sort of deal, or, or like cocaine or something. I don't know. Dude, what what is this? Hold on. So I'm on their website, and the pop up came up, and it's like a cartoon. Uh, it says like Zenith has partnered with Cozy, a Swiss comic book author, to tell the story of Charles Verma through original uh. drawings. And this is discover the story. I'm going to click on this. They need to stop partnering with people and just make a good watch. Dude, Swiss Beats partnership um, with Zenith was one of the best things to ever happen in orology. I, I mean, I like that. I like the, the color scheme of that watch. But yeah, I mean, they. Uh, oh, so it's the 50th anniversary of Del Primero. Come on. That's Zeno. why they're doing some sort of garbage. Yeah, I think they need to make a watch that doesn't say El Primero in any of the marketing material and just make a good watch. And that, I mean, that's pretty much this Defy that I bought. They have the chronograph version that does say El Primero, but this one doesn't. But it's like a new El Primero. Like, it I'm is. okay with them using the El Primero kind of name. Yeah, to, as if long they as do you something kinda, new. Yeah, give us something new. But like, I think they might have gone a little bit too far with, uh, you know, sort of, you know, like some of these watches the epilepsy dial yeah i think the technology behind that is cool <laughs> it's just not the package i want yeah um yeah so the one thing um i'm not sure how we got sidetracked but that's what always happens uh the one thing i wanted to talk about is yeah the future value of this watch where oh, do you, yeah sure what do you see happening to this because i think that it yeah. offers so much that i find it hard to believe that this would go probably inevitably where it's going to end up, but I find it hard to believe at this current point in time. I'm trying if, to think, if you like, know, think about the number, like what do you think the number is that I'm referring to? Like where it's inevitably going to end up? Um, ceramic variant. Um, probably like, hold on. Are we talking like five years? Uh, in like when they become, um, you know, it's, I think it's still fairly new. So I don't, I, I, I only seen a couple I've only seen a couple on the used market but you know when they're like readily available I guess on the used market so I guess within I guess they kind of maybe like two years or like two a year years and a half I think it's years. gonna be maybe 45 that's not bad um, and I think ultimately like within five years it's probably gonna settle around four maybe maybe like on a good day 38 or a bad yeah. day for you yeah, I was, <laughs> I was thinking like 30 years or something like that. But yeah, we're, I, I guess we're thinking the same thing, right? Like I find it so hard to believe that it, that this watch can be that cheap though, based on what it offers. So maybe five years down the line when so many more watches are, are ceramic, because I mean, that, that's going to happen, right? Mm -hmm. uh, then maybe, maybe this becomes around that price point. But in, in like t with today's watches that are currently out, I think that I don't see it really going below like 4,500 because at that point, I mean, it, there's, there's not a lot of competition, even like five, six grand. There's not a lot of competition for this watch. Yeah. And, and I agree with you that, you know, like watches, more watches will, will be available in ceramic and that's been kind of happening in the recent years. I think there's still a fear of owning a ceramic watch uh, of people yeah. who are kind of rough on their watches and drop them. Because, uh, you know, if you look up like broken ceramic watch case on Google Images, you get a bunch of just like shattered, totally shattered cases. Yeah, sure. Um, but I guess if you're, you know, not a, uh, uh, you know, if, if 
you don't drop your things and uh, it's, it's going to be fine. It's going to look brand new forever. Yep. And uh, a lot of that's like, good for retail also. Yeah. And a lot of scratches people think are in a ceramic are actually the other material that you brush the watch against. That's deposited within the ceramic. Mm-hmm. So, so you, you need can to uh, rub it out, <laughs> rub it out, man. Um, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So, so you're not planning to lose too much money on this watch is what you're saying. If you keep it long-term. I don't think in the, in the near future, because just because there's nothing that competes with it. So if you want this watch, I think that, I mean, five grand for this watch just seems like it makes sense to me. Right. I mean, it, it seems like what else are you going to buy? Yeah, I'm trying, I was going to go on watch recon and just type in ceramic to see like ceramic cases, but like, that's just going to be all Rolex. Uh, <laughs> like Skeletons. Skeleton, no, it's maybe. Uh, so they have those tag, those those skeleton tags, but it's a tag, so I'm not sure if that skeleton tag. It ceramic, uh, ceramic bezel, I believe. Also on rubber strap. Um, I mean, it's not nearly done to the level of this watch. It's not a it's not a ceramic case, um, and the skeletonization. So it has the ske- the skeleton date wheel. Um, but the execution on this watch, you can tell it's obviously like, Oh, it's vastly like the Hoyer inferior. 01 Chrono. Is that? Yes. C-A-R-2-A-1-Z. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Yeah, no, that's horrible. It's not nearly in the same Ooh. realm of, of this, uh, Zenith. If we're not talking ceramic, but we're talking skeletonization, what about that? <laughs> what about that new Oris? Oh, can you, can you, uh, can you show me that again? Yeah, it's the um, one sec. Yes, yeah, so I'm I'm just browsing through skeleton watches. Oh, so I see. Uh, not too it's long ago, it's the big, big Crown Pro Pilot X. Just look that up, dude. Okay, I see. Not too long ago, one of these zeniths, zeniths sold for. Uh, let's see, how long was it listed? It was listed for surprise. It lasted this long. Um, about 20 weeks? 20 days so three oh, weeks okay. um and the list price was 5100 brand new it, it's not from a dealer so uh it says never been worn but i'm sure it was worn it's just that you can't tell that this watch was worn it's on a rubber strap on a deployment clasp and it's ceramic you could wear this watch for three years and have it never look worn Mm-hmm. so uh, this was definitely used I, it, it says brand new in box but i'm sure it's used yeah i'm seeing them on like gray market um 56 like 25 percent off essentially yeah yeah um, so so it seems like the current market value um is around five grand for these watches someone sold two of them geez why the hell did you buy two of these Anyway, did you look at the ores? Oh, um, I remember looking at that watch, and it's it's pretty sick. So it's five. How much is the retail? Uh, it looks big. I, right? I, yeah, I don't love this watch. Um, I, mean, I think it it's has pretty like, sick. <laughs> you're on a you're on a kick though. That's that's the problem. Uh, price is seven thousand six hundred on the price. So the same, the same, pretty much. Yeah. So what's the size? It looks really big. 40, 44. 
Yeah. I really hate the bracelet and the clasp. It looks like a, like a, like, uh, it gets like wider at the clasp. <laughs> Reverse taper. Reverse taper, man. It <laughs> tapers. Oh, and, it's yeah, like a, a seatbelt from an air, aircraft. That's pretty I cool. I know. That's yeah, cool. but like, it doesn't look as cool as the strap version of that deployment from Oris. Okay. I've had one of those before and I hate yeah, it. Yeah, me too. Oh, I liked it. I just don't like the way it looks on this one. It wasn't comfortable for me. Nothing is, dude. Yeah. I, I like this bracelet. I think it goes with the theme of this watch and it is still unique. You know what I mean? It's not, it doesn't look like it's trying to be something else and it still also is perfect for this watch. I, I really like, like this the, whole line. The, bra- the bracelet is fine. It's just a clasp. Yeah, yeah. I like this whole line of watches, the Pro Pilot. I think that's a really nice watch for the money. And this has a 10 day movement and, you know, the skeleton uh, dial. This is a cool watch. It's a little on the large side. But I mean, like if you look at the machining on the crown and on the bezel, it's pretty nice for, you know, for an Oris. Yeah, and, and people say that for an Oris. I mean, or for I, for any watch. I mean, it's, yeah, it's, nice. I mean, it's nice. You know, I own an Oris. I've had a few. I, I quite like the brand. I just don't quite know how this fits into their whole portfolio because you know they're trying to be like, I know they have this in-house movement and they're trying to kind of do stuff with it. I don't know, man. It's. I mean, this might not be a watch that they intend a lot of people to to really like go for, but maybe it's just they have to have something that makes you sort of attracted to the the product line and the brand. That's, that's what some people said that this is their like Halo watch. Yeah, yeah. I don't think this watch is desirable enough to be a Halo watch. I mean, if this watch was thirty nine hundred, I mean, I would I would be interested. Like on I'm the sure used you can market. get it for that much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On the used market, if this was like mm-hmm. in the high threes, I mean, this is a nice, it's a cool watch. It's a 10-day movement. That's pretty crazy. I know. they, But they have other, see, I'm more, they have other 10-day uh, movement watches in um, one of their other collections, which I can't find now. Mm-hmm. Um, they had it in the pilot. They had it in like a standard pilot's case, and they had it also in like that uh, Portuguese-looking thing. Uh, I don't even know what you're talking about. It it looked like an IWC Portuguese. Okay. Uh, but I can't find it now. And it also had that same movement. Obviously not skeletonized. Oh, it's called the Oris uh, Artelier. Oh, I mean, I guess I I don't see the the resemblance, but okay. Really? Yeah, I don't see it. You don't see uh uh. IWC Portuguese in this? Nope. Which one are you looking at? All of them. Hmm. Okay. Uh, so you're looking at the 10-day one? Yeah. All right, let me see the 10-day one. Um, oh, okay. That one looks way more like a Portuguese. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. I was like, dude, are you serious? <laughs> I was looking the at the watch. I was looking at the normal ar- artillier. Yeah, uh, but this is still is. 43 millimeters. Why are these... Like, they why need to are they fit all the, all the power in there, man. 10 days. Oh, We're going to put the power. I feel like you're compromising so much with a size like that. It looks like a, such a nice watch. <laughs> Would you rather have I two extra days looks. or not sell any of the watches? You go for two extra days. <laughs> two extra days, always. <laughs> yeah. Um, two days. <laughs> um and i mean the movement looks kind of cool i really like the massive wheel on the back like it's huge that's probably what that's like a huge barrel in there um yeah 
it's it's cool. I actually prefer this movement, like with this basic finishing, to that skeletonized version. Mm. Yeah, again, I, I, like I don't traditional like traditional shit. Yeah, I don't like this watch as much. Nearly. But like, yeah, it I looks think like in my head. <laughs> in my head, this watch is like thirty-eight millimeters. I know in person this would be humongous. Yeah, yeah. This this looks like some Tudor shit, to be honest. Really? Yep. Have you seen their whole like? This looks like a. Um, the if you look at the dial, it, yeah, it reminds me of those and like the uh, advisor. That's a very similar dial feel to me. Scroll down and see like four of them lined up. Can you get to that? Like different dial colors. Yep. What about the gold I, one? Oh yeah, get it in solid gold, man. And I've seen them for like orcs. six grand. I've seen them for like six grand, man. Also, the straps are upside down, but. Oh, uh, I mean, on the deployant, that's the correct side. No, no, but they they have tangs that are upside down. They do have tangs. All right. Reverse tang, man. <laughs> I've done that before, but I've done it's, it. It's hard to put on. It's hard to put on. Yeah. <laughs> I've done it accidentally. Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't think these are horrible. And, I, and I've seen the gold ones for like six grand, man. You could have had that for the price of your Zenith. Yeah. And so we'll uh, we'll talk about the Zenith when it comes. It it may be coming before the next episode. Nice. So. Um, I have something coming back from service that's been uh, proving to be fairly difficult to service uh, by my watchmaker, who's been extremely uh, patient with the project. Uh, it's the Roger Dubuis Sympathy. Nice. When I got that watch, um, it, it ran, and then you put it crown up, and the balance would just stop. <laughs> <laughs> what was the problem with that um i think the uh balance staff was bent so um mm -hmm. my guy is uh he he ordered a new one and then he also replaced uh the, the power the barrels uh and is doing a full overhaul nice yeah um that's the that's the thing about a you know 20 year old watch that's never been serviced uh the nice thing about it though it's a uh it's a long jeans base movement and the barrels are actually exactly the same between the long jeans caliber and the Raj Dubuis caliber. Like there was no finishing difference or anything like that. So he was actually able to get them directly from Swatch. Oh, awesome. Yeah. And, <laughs> and two of them came with like scratches from the, with there was still in the packaging and they were like scratched. So that was the problem. That's why it's been taking so long to get it. Uh, get it uh, you know serviced I wish I knew how the whole like parts process worked for various different uh, companies you know because it's always like a mysterious thing for me at least with uh, you know what being able I to can like, you know servicing long term how they get parts mm -hmm. because you send them a vintage watch I mean are they looking on eBay or like do they have no, no networks he, to get these parts no no he he has a he has a parts account with Swatch no, 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 but like, um, you know, you send them a watch that is, you know, oh, like older. Yeah. Yeah. Or like a more obscure. Um, well, you know, I'll tell you what, next time brand. I speak with him on the phone, I'll ask him and uh, I'll give you the download of how he does it. Okay. Yeah. Super nice guy. So I'm sure he, uh, he'll be able to fill me in. Sounds good. We'll do a whole, whole episode on that. Whole episode of how to get parts. All right, man. I think uh, I think we're probably over time. 
So what's the what's the conclusion on our uh, zenith episode? Um, I wasn't aware of of this watch existing before you. I mean, I was. I just it was never on my radar. But if the way you explained it and why you like the watch, um, I think you make a fairly solid argument. Um, you know, for it, and I think you will enjoy it. It's nothing. <laughs> it's nothing for me. You know, I, I would not buy this watch. Uh, with with my own money, but I can um, I can appreciate its merit. Let's just put it that way. All right, works for me. Yeah, man. Congrats. <laughs> All right, that's it. Yeah, you should uh, you just uh, send a message to Beaver saying uh, you're welcome. <laughs> All right, man. All right. Talk to you later. Yeah, talk to you soon.